how are we doing and welcome to the dedicated transform your body mind and life podcast this week we're going to do things a little bit differently as we've had quite a few questions come in on different topics we're just going to separate the, the questions into certain topics i.e training uh, nutrition and a few other things as well this week we're going to go with nutrition and we've got five or what we've picked as five of the top questions which are what does protein do for us do carbs affect us differently um, pre and post workout meals why they're so important what are the common causes of water retention and the last one is can food uh, affect mood and hormones which we'll go into detail with so firstly what does protein do for us whether you're training or not protein does help with muscle tissue and growth making sure that we maintain and repair adequately after training it also helps with appetite hunger and cravings so for those that don't know protein i.e. chicken, fish, etc., has the highest thermic effect, meaning that it requires more calories burnt just to break it down, just to digest it, than carbs or fats. So you're actually doing yourself a favour eating protein. You don't want to make the mistake of doing what a lot of typically younger male bodybuilders do, or lads who start training, I should say. They just start packing in loads of protein in, into their diet, and you can overeat it. You just end up excreting any excess and overworking your body, uh, to break it down and to digest it which doesn't even get utilized so you end up wasting it now why do carbs affect us differently so carbs can be put into the glycemic index uh, which is a scale um, at the rate of which carbohydrates raise it the, the sugar levels so the level of glucose in the blood now this can directly impact energy levels so for example eating 100 grams worth of white potato versus eating 100 grams of sweet potato is going to affect blood sugar levels slightly differently even from a cal- even if the calories are exactly the same so not all carbohydrates are the same um this comes down to energy utilization fullness digestibility as well all these things need to be taken into account and we'll go into a bit more detail in terms of pre and intra carbs when it comes around the training window or when we're talking about the training window and why certain types of carbs are more optimal or more optimal versus those that are suboptimal in different times of the day depending on what you're doing in that day so when we talk about how my fitness pal is is suboptimal it's because it won't break down the type of carbohydrate needed in certain types of the day i.e before training and after training it just counts a carb as a carb and that's where a lot of people go wrong one of the many reasons where people go wrong with with my fitness pal so why are pre and post workout meals so important so firstly they are the most important meals of the day for those that train uh, with breakfast coming in at a close second so fueling your workouts efficiently maintaining muscle tissue whilst managing energy levels for the rest of the day or for the remainder of the day and your day-to-day functions um if you suboptimally or if you eat so optimally before a workout, your body could crash, go catabolic, especially if you don't have the energy to train. Um, and it will end up breaking down muscle tissue as a fuel source, which is what we call the catabolic state. So we talk about this a lot where typically, yet yeah, you may lose weight on the scales, um, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're losing body fat. It, it could mean that you're breaking down protein or you're breaking down muscle tissue as a fuel source. And yet, muscle is more than fat, so if the scales are coming down and you think you're winning or you think you're progressing, it could mean that you're actually losing muscle tissue and putting yourself in a worse off position. So again, this is where we talk about scale weight alone is a poor indication of 
progression so you need to be careful with that that being said just because you've got to work out it doesn't mean start overeating because on the flip side overeating or being in a calorific surplus when you're not meaning to be it's just going to be uh, it's going to lead to an increase in body fat so if you feel optimally you can have the perfect combination for of fueling your training sessions increasing muscle quality uh, or, or tissue along with increasing your metabolic rate to help you burn fat easier without losing muscle or without gaining fat there is a fine threshold just bear in mind that threshold will change as your body changes as your circumstances change as your day-to-days change so it's essentially a case of finding that sweet spot sort of chasing that sweet spot holding on to it for as long as you can and as it moves as you adapt as it as it adapts you've got to chase it down again and repeat the cycle just bear in mind different foods have different rates of energy release question number four what are the common causes of water retention so this is one we we get a lot not so much the question but people panicking over water retention and we have to break it down to them obviously it's person specific uh, gender specific as well so a lot of things can cause water retention whether it's certain types of foods whether it's certain fluids even external factors so this isn't to make anyone feel scared of carbohydrates or salt but naturally eating more carbohydrates having more sodium or salt um stress stress is a big one and especially being on cycle a lot of a lot of unfortunately a lot of females don't understand their own cycle symptoms or the severity of their symptoms um and because there's usually a lot of erraticness in terms of food or their routine for some people they don't have any data or feedback to to relate to so they can't actually manage it as well as they could um as well as that not feeling well you know especially if you're in a recovery period uh, but what you got to bear in mind is all of these things it's not fat gain even if the scales go up even if the waist measurement goes up even if you visually look more bloated which nine times out of ten can be an emotional response to, to how you see yourself based on how you're feeling it's just temporary bloating it's just a bit of water retention which does flush itself out now this can be aided with supplementation or doing certain things but don't panic we see sometimes people panicking because they put weight on the scales when they're due on cycle or they, they look visually bloated and they start hitting the treadmill or they start pulling out foods which is the worst thing you can do um so don't make any poor decisions based on sort of short short term changes or fluctuations in your stats again data and feedback are the most important thing here specifically for your body so you got to listen to your body you've got to you know have a plan in place and, and follow that don't panic just because there's a little bit of water retention me personally after a relaxed meal i can put between one and three kilos on it drops within a couple of days doesn't mean i'm fat doesn't mean i put fat on either um, and again for me personally if i'm stressed when i get stressed i can puff up like a just visually visually look bloated again it's not fat gain it's just a little bit of water retention now the last one can food affect mood and hormones so food can affect the production and secretion of certain hormones uh, insulin is an example of uh, hormones where production and secretion are diet dependent sugars at specific times uh, spikes and drops in energy can have an impact as well and this can impact sleep uh, which then has a domino effect on mood hunger and cravings the next day so essentially one thing can become two become three become four and it, and it builds up it's like compound interest um, don't forget as well emotional reactions can lead to certain foods so looking at this the other way around um, emotional reactions or how you're feeling or what's gone on based on external circumstances a lot of the time can lead to certain foods or craving certain foods binge eating um, different severity of eating disorders whether it be mild or something more severe this can become a vicious cycle if it's not 
deconstructed or damage controlled or, or worked upon. So that's pretty much it for the top five questions. We'll keep putting these out on the socials each week. We'll put a Q&A up, so just fire over all the questions you want. We'll pick a few of the top ones or a few of the most popular ones. We'll put it into a podcast, whether it's on nutrition, whether it's on training, whether it's on digestion, illnesses, damage control. It could be anything, um, but we'll try and ball everything up into a, sim a similar topic just so it's got some structure and relevance to it. Or if you don't want to wait till then, you can DM us. Likewise, if there's anything you want us to go into detail with, or anything specific to you that you want to hand with, feel free to send us a message. On another note, we will be letting you guys know when we'll be reopening again soon, uh, which will be soon. It is going to be on a one-in-one-out system. Uh, we just want to keep the quality there. We don't want to overreach with clients. Vetting process will still be in place. Um, so make sure if you are applying, we've got quite a few to go through still yet, but if you are applying for our coaching, that is something that you genuinely want. Uh, and there's a, there's a reason for it. I know I say it all the time and it sounds really cheesy, but your why has to be greater than you want uh, for this to work, for you to have a genuine transformation. It's not just a physical thing, it's a mental thing. Um, you know, it's, it's a whole lifestyle transformation. So we will be opening up soon, so keep an eye out for that.